now, time for seafood news. Welcome to Lauren Castiglione's final seafood news podcast before maternity leave. I'm seafood news staff writer Amanda Buckle. And I'm seafood market reporter Lauren Castiglione. This week's episode is brought to you by Pampers Diapers. Just kidding. <laughs> but not really, if anybody from the company is listening. <laughs> I'll uh, take the diaper. Brought to you by Erna Berry's Reporter, the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional, packed with the latest industry headlines, analysis, and trending articles. Contact advertise at ernaberry.com to be a featured sponsor in the spring edition of The Reporter, which is distributed to thousands of protein industry professionals, including a 5500 bonus distribution to attendees at Seafood Expo North America in Boston, Make sure you are in front of your customers. I can't believe that this is it. This is it. Keep going. Keep going. You want to keep going? Yeah. All right. That was like my... I, I wanted to basically just serenade Lauren this entire episode, but that's not really, I guess, what this podcast is about. It could be. It I could mean, be. We could change it. Bonus episode right after this. <laughs> But I'll be back before you know it. Yeah, it's true. And all I know is that your replace, replacement, sorry, Liz Cazzo, has big shoes to fill. Yes, she does. Seriously, like, what are you, like a size 11? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm bloated, but I'm not that bloated. I kid, I kid. Lauren has normal size feet. You know, uh, just, just check it out at the next little, conference she's I'm at. I'm a little wide side, but <laughs> anyway, let's talk about some news before I walk out on you. All right. Fair enough. Let's kick things off with a little flashback to December 2018. We got refusals then. So total refusals of shipments decreased 25.7% from December 2017 to uh, December 2018. That's a good chunk. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Year to date, uh, especially since like last November, it was like a 1%. Yeah. It was like nuts. uh, so year to date, there are 78 line item refusals compared to 105 at this time last year. Um, Tuna had the biggest year to date increase in December with 243 line item refusals compared to 156 uh, at the same time last year. Oof. Yeah, that's a 55.8% increase. So that's that's up there. Mahi um, Mahi refusals also increased with 172 year to date compared to 137 last year year to date. Um, and Snapper stayed the same with 59 line item refusals in 2017 and 2018. Steady as she goes. Yep. <laughs> Snapper, steady as she goes. That's our <laughs> new slogan for Snapper. Um, unclassified fish, tilapia, shrimp, and lobster are all down year to date. Unclassified fish had a 60.1% drop with 91 line item refusals year to date versus 228 last December. Tilapia had a 39.7% drop with 41 line item refusals compared to 68 in December 2017. Um, shrimp had a 6.3% decrease with 148 line item refusals year to date versus 158 a year ago. And lobster had a 1.7% drop with 59 line item uh, year to date compared to 60 a year ago. In other news, Cora Campbell has been named the new CEO and president of Silver Bay Seafoods. Campbell joined Silver Bay back in June as their chief external affairs officer, which required her to focus on Silver Bay's communication, government, and community relations. Now she's been promoted to replace Richard Riggs as CEO and Troy Denkinger as president. Riggs has been Silver Bay's CEO since its inception back in 2007. Uh, Meanwhile, co-founder Denkinger has held the position of president since 2012. Uh, According to uh, Silver Bay Seafoods, both 
Riggs and Denkinger will remain active within the company as managing partners, as well as members of the Silver Bay Board of Directors. Riggs said in a press release that the internal promotion is another strategic growth initiative for the company and that Cora has a proven track record both as an Alaskan fisherman and seafood executive and that under her leadership, Silver Bay will continue to promote the values of the company in the quest to build a world-class seafood company. Round of applause. Yes, nice Cora Campbell. And I love that name. Yeah, it's got a nice ring to it. It does. Yeah. in other appointments, the Washington Fish Growers Association announced the retirement of their longtime executive director, Dan Swecker, and the appointment of Jean McKnight as interim executive director. McKnight began her new job on January 1st. Uh, McKnight was tapped as the group as the uh, sorry as the group expands and takes a new name, the Northwest Aquaculture Alliance. The NWAA will represent the aquaculture industries from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, and British Columbia. So, another round of applause for Jim McKnight. Nice. Nice. Uh, In other news, the new Pacific Salmon Treaty has been approved, and landings for Chinook salmon will drop in both the U.S. and Canada this year. The treaty took effect January 1st after more than 18 months of negotiations. The new harvest reductions for certain Chinook stocks will be up to 12.5% in Canada and up to a 7.5% reduction in southeast Alaska. Uh, Chinook stocks have been declining dramatically off the coast of Southeast Alaska, British Columbia, and the Pacific Northwest for many years. The new treaty requires all Chinook stocks to be managed under an aggregate abundance-based management, AABM, or an individual stock-based management regime, which is an ISBM. So many, so many letters. An AABM fishery is an abundance-based regime that uh, constrains catch or total mortality to a limit based on either a preseason forecast or an in-season estimate of abundance. Um, those areas are the Southeast Alaska um, Sport Net and Troll, nor- uh, Northern British Columbia Troll, the West Coast of Vancouver Island Troll, and Outside Sport. Um, the proposed AABM harvest reductions are as follows. For Canada, up to a 12.5% reduction in the WCVI, which is the West Coast of Vancouver Island um, AABM fishery, and reductions of up to 12.5% from 29, uh, 2009 to 2015 levels in Canadian um, individual stock-based management regime. And uh, for the U.S., up to a 7.5% reduction in the Southeast Alaska AABM or outside mixed stock fishery, as well as reductions of up to 15% from 2009 to 2015, harvest levels for individual stocks in Washington and Oregon State ISBM fisheries. It's a mouthful. That was a lot. That Is everybody lot. still with us? <laughs> Keep following along, guys. We're going to make it through. <laughs> All right, moving along. The Southwest Nova Scotia December lobster season is usually a roller coaster ride, but this year it seemed worse than usual to many Canadian dealers and suppliers. Cold water temperatures meant that at the start of the season, especially the first week or 10 days, landings were down 20 to 30% or more. This led to a game one dealer called Hide the Lobster, where harvesters hold back some of their catch, hoping for a higher price. This worked very well before Christmas. But now it appears the numbers of lobster dealers think December landings may equal or even surpass last year. And certainly the season as a whole, ending May 31st, will be on par with prior years. All of a sudden, lobsters were coming out of the woodwork last week and prices were falling. Those harvesters who did sell at the higher prices were well rewarded. Although the season opened with Canadian lobsters priced at $6.50 for Ocean Run, The sense of shortage in an exuberant market quickly drove shore prices up to $9 and higher. 
There were scattered reports of wharf payments of $10 Canadian for unsorted lobster in December, not in April. Many dealers report that harvesters got their compensation as well, including a bump for lobsters already landed and sold. This meant that holiday buyers of live Canadian lobsters faced a price increase of 30% over the prior year, at a time when Canadian prices typically fall as the bulk of the season landings are made. Wow. That's... We hate to buy lobster right. in the holidays in Canada. Um, according to a new report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, food prices are expected to increase in 2019. Oh, Ooh. wonderful. I mean, I really don't expect anything to decrease. Right. decrease. Everything's always going to rise. But uh, it's not much. So the USDA Economic Research Service forecasts that the Food at Home Consumer Price Index will increase 1% to 2% in 2019. See, not bad. Um, for fish and seafood specifically, shoppers can expect to see a 0.25% to 1.25% increase in prices. I'm, I'm surprised that's not higher. Yeah. Especially I'm, with, like, you know, tariffs and everything. But Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, this we is just see. this is their forecast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is slightly lower than beef, veal, and poultry, which is expected to increase 1% to 2% in the new year. Um, the USDA reports that the expected increase for 2019 would mark the fourth straight year of deflating or lower than average inflating retail food prices. In addition, the gain is less than the 20-year historical average of 2.1%. The USDA's numbers come a month after Canada released their food price report for 2019. Researchers are predicting an increase of 1.5 to 3.5% for Canadian grocery shoppers. However, that price increase won't be coming from seafood. According to Canada's food price report, seafood is anticipated to increase to negative two percent. Negative two percent. Yeah, which isn't really an increase. It's a decrease, right? <laughs> but that's what they said. That's what Canada's food price report says. Is it says an anticipated uh, increase in seafood for negative two percent to zero percent. So yeah, wouldn't that be a decrease? I don't know. That's that's what the report said. So. Yeah, direct your questions to Canada's food price report for 2019 <laughs> on that one. Now, we've got some news on the New England deep sea red crab quota. Finally. <laughs> right? What everybody's been waiting for. The fishery will continue unchanged in 2019 as the quota remains at 3.9 million pounds. The quota has been unchanged since 2011. Catches over the last five years, as reported by NOAA, averaged around 2.87 million pounds. The New England deep sea red crab is fished by a specialty operation that uses a large vessel to set and retrieve pots. The fishery was one of the ones that uh, was most affected with the designation of the Northeast Canyons National Monument. Catches do fluctuate, although they have been well under the quota, which is also the allowable biological catch since 2011. And finally, we're going to end this bad boy on some great news. Mm, what is it? Um, we earned it. That's it. That's it. We just earned the top spot. No, um, the great news, and it's a hell of a way to send you off. The first baby right whale of 2018 was spotted right before no the new year. Way. Isn't that great? Because they hadn't spotted one at all. And like to make it till late December. That might make me cry actually right now. <laughs> oh God, there's no tissues in this I'm in room. a sensitive state and that it's is happy wonderful news. news. It's supposed to be happy news. Do you know if there's a name? Because I don't have a name for this baby and if if this it's baby a, whale is a baby boy and has a cool name, I may take it. <laughs> Isn't that like a whale noise? That was my best whale yeah. noise I could, I could do. Usually they're sad but he's got to be happy because, you know. <laughs> 
or else. Uh, <laughs> yes. The so whale's name is Bruce. <laughs> All right, baby Bruce, here we go. The calf was spotted with an adult North Atlantic right uh, whale near the entrance of St. John's River by the border of Florida and Georgia. Like I said, it, it's crazy that oh, calves are spotted until late December, but we'll take what we can yes. get. Especially since there's only an estimated 411 North Atlantic right whales left. But the other good news is that Canada's Department of Fisheries and Oceans reported, reported that there were no dead North Atlantic right whales found in the Gulf of St. Lawrence in 2018. And that's huge considering that 12 whales were found dead in the area back in 2017. Yeah, it sounds like all those regulations and rules put in place to protect them are paying off. Definitely. I'm, I'm for it. Yes. And um, I know many fishermen weren't happy about the shortened seasons or closures, but like I said, I'm, I'm pro North Atlantic whale. Yeah. <laughs> right whale. I think it's like scary to think that they could be in danger in the future. Like this baby, your baby in, in the future, it's going to be in like college and it's going to be like there's three North Atlantic right whales left because we got to do something. So it's like if there's some closures or something. Well, if he's named after one, he will be an advocate his entire life. Exactly. Are you going to start him on seafood early? we got to get – I've been – I'm glad you're having your baby because yes. I've been dying to try Bambino's um, – it's like the Alaska seafood uh, company that does, that does baby, baby food. food. Yes. So we're going to have to get some samples. You need to reach out to them. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> I've been dying to eat it, and there's no reason for me to get it. <laughs> I can't – I mean – Right. I mean, sometimes my teeth are sensitive. Snack, you know? Yeah, maybe I'll just have some, some baby food. But, but I do remember our report saying that the kids that eat seafood earlier on are better sleepers, right? Yeah, and so, they have like better IQs. So yeah, so your poor firstborn child <laughs> have no chance. <laughs> well, starting fresh with the second one. <laughs> so um, that wraps up our show for the week. Once again, this week's episode was brought to you by Ernerberry's Reporter and Pampers, <laughs> the quarterly news magazine for the food industry professional. And just a reminder that while Lauren will be back in a few months, I will still be here haunting you every Monday. Every Monday. Keep coming back for this voice, baby. It's here. And it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and don't worry. I'll be back soon. Yes. She'll be back soon. So just bear with us. <laughs> you can make it through these. Lauren can make it through labor. You can make it through these couple yeah. of months with just me. And Liz. And yeah. Liz. And Liz. Cuzzo. Cuzzo. <laughs> uh, poor Liz. All right. Well, let's just end it there. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you.